for once in a lifetime. You need to never stop improving. The constant focus on individual growth. How will you be financially free? Welcome to the Empower Podcast. Okay, perfect guys. I think we're going to start the call. We have a few more people jumping on, but our goal is that every week we want to start these calls on time. And so that way we, everyone can kind of plan their schedule a little bit better. No one's sitting there wasting time. And then if you're not here on time, then you can always listen to the recording later and just jump on wherever that is. So we've got a ton of reps on here, about 47 accounts on. I know a lot of people watch us in the group, so we probably have 60 to 80 reps on, which is really good. Um, please let your guys know that these calls are important because this week we have a super, super cool setter that's actually going to jump on. I've been trying to talk to you for a while, and I'm wondering if he's here. Mr. Finau, are you on the call? Yeah, what's up, Jake? Is this Tioni? Yeah, uh, I'm on. Oh, are you? Are you on the call? I don't know if you can hear me. Yeah. I, I couldn't hear you. Are you muted? No, I'm not muted. Here, I'll uh try and talk in the Google Hangouts. Has this started yet? Okay, and I'll try talking through Google Hangouts. Okay, try and talking while we're on the phone still, so I can hear you. Hey, can you hear me, Jake? Perfect. Yeah, I can hear you guys. Is that Tioni and Andy together? Yes, sir. Yep. Okay, perfect. Just making sure you guys were jumping on. I didn't miss you. So, guys, thanks so much for being here. We're super excited. The reason we do these calls, as always, is to make sure that the company is learning from each other and that you're not just doing bad habits over and over again. You might as well hear from the guys that are doing it the best and take what they're doing and incorporate it into your own game plan. And so this week we have a super cool guy on here. We have Tioni Finau. Is that how you say your first name? Am I saying that right? Yeah, it's close enough. How do you say it? Yeah, no, that works. Uh, I spell by T. T. Dude, I've heard all sorts of different things. I've heard T-Rock, T-Money. Which one is it, dude? T-Rock. T-Rock. All right. Yeah. Let's call him T-Rock. Real name Tioni. Goes by T, also T-Rock. So, dude, Tioni, T-Rock, T, I don't really know a lot about you. I don't know where you're from. I don't know your story, your background. I'm not sure if I've ever met you in person yet. Were you in the office? Did I meet you in person? Uh, yeah, yeah. I've come, I've come by the office a couple times. Dude, you need to turn on your camera so I can see that face so everybody can see who you are. That's my issue, dude. Oh, this is my guy. This is T-Rock. Yeah, bro. Dude, I've met you tons of times. I know exactly who you are. Yeah, you forgot me already. Dude, I'm not <laughs> surprised. No, I'm not surprised you're doing so well after how much time you spent in the office. That's awesome. I mean, you were in here a lot, practicing pitches, hanging out with Mana, doing your thing, right? Meet with different guys. Yeah, yeah, I come in a lot just uh, to get in, get around you guys as much as I could. Dude, that is awesome. It seems like the reps that come in the most or spend time in the office or with the leaders or on the phone, those reps always do well because they just soak it all in like a sponge. And so I'm super stoked to have you on the call, dude. Will you tell everybody like where you're from, how old you are, your background, stuff like that? Yeah, sir. So uh, my name's uh, Dionne Finau. 
Um, I'm from Lehigh. I grew up in Lehigh, Utah. I went to Westlake. Uh, I think I knew a couple of, of the managers before, but uh, I've, I've done uh, door-to-door before at Vivint. Um, it didn't go so well. And then uh, my brother, my older brother is Mana. So he kind of introduced me to the opportunity. Uh, I just saw him, you know, he was really successful and it changed the person he was. So I just, I found that attractive about him. And so that's, and then that's how I ended up here. Interesting. So, so seeing Mana's example and seeing how much he changed kind of what brought you in here? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's, I, I grew up knowing him. So, you know, I know just seeing him after he had finished up the summer and stuff, he seemed like he's changed a lot. And so I just, that I, I really attracted me. So, Dude, that's super cool. You know, I don't know how many brothers or cousins Mana has, but I feel like every time I meet somebody, it's Mana's brother, dude, or it's Mana's cousin. I don't know who it is. So that's pretty rad. That's pretty cool. He's got a lot. He's got a lot. So you sold yeah. Vivint. Was that Smart Home before? Yeah, I sold the Smart Homes, uh, the alarms. Nice. When was that? Um, it was 17, 18, I think. Okay, so a couple 17. years ago. And then you took a couple years off before you started this? Yeah, I just uh, I didn't have, a, I guess my experience wasn't too good. And so um, I kind of just took off or just took some time off. And then I was, I was playing football up at Snow College time as well but yeah didn't do so good a lot of things um, changed I ended up getting married but yeah I did, that, I did a smart home it wasn't too well for me that's awesome I'm curious what do you like more about this compared to doing like a vivid smart home which is security just so some other people on the call that maybe haven't sold that or haven't sold different products can realize what they're selling like do you like this better is it worse if you do like it better why is it better yeah, it's 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 a hundred times better. I just think the place, the atmosphere, the people I'm around, um, the product as well as well, man. Just being able to help people save money. I don't even feel like I'm selling, honestly. I feel like I get a chance to just meet people, build relationships, and then just help them save money. You know, so it it seems a lot more ethical for me, and uh, which is why I think it's it's been a lot pretty easy for me to transition because I just love helping people. You know. Yeah, for sure. No, I think that that's really cool. I think it kind of fits more with your nature. And I would say the nature of a typical Polynesian, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's super cool. That's super exciting for you. And since you've been here the last month, you've had huge success, right? Uh, I guess I've done all right. You know, not too bad for myself. Not too bad for yourself. So here's the numbers I got in. You currently have... Um, 14 closed set deals, 14 sets that you did that have closed and in the last about 30 days. Yeah. Does that sound right? Yeah, sounds about right. Sounds about right. So in the last 30 days, you have 14 closed deals and these deals are all signed, sealed and delivered. They have the site survey schedule, they have the power bills in, everything is done. So these are 13 great deals that you'll probably get paid on. So I mean, that means give or take in the last 30 days, do you know how much money you've made or close to? Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's a little over, I think, 11,000, not, 11, so it's not too bad. Nice, dude. And so even doing that, and I think, and I, I bet you're even a little bit higher. I don't know who's calculating your commission, but if you've had 14 set closed deals that are going through, you're definitely going to be over that. Yeah, I probably, I'm not the best at math, so 
<laughs> hey, well, that doesn't matter. You don't need to do math for this job. Just keep on setting appointments. So, T-Rock, what right now, you've been there for about a month and you've been setting like crazy. What what schedule are you doing right now? Are you how many hours a week are you working? How many hours a day are you working? What what's the schedule you're running? Yeah, um I'm sorry, give me a second. No, you're good. Um, so yeah, what was the first? Can you, can you repeat that again? Yeah, I'm just been curious to have 14 set closes in about a month, about a month and a couple days. That's really good. That's super impressive. So, what kind of schedule are you running, and how many hours are you working every day? Um, every I try to at least get six, six hours in every day. Um, and then I'll, I'll take an hour, hour maybe a thirty minute break in between. Okay. Um, but but I think it's it starts in. Get in my day. I always get up pretty early, and then um, I always go for a run. And then uh, I'm always coming back and reading my scriptures. And so I just feel like it just keeps me in a rhythm, you yeah. know. And so, but um, I think another big part though is, is for sure my team that I'm out here with. And so it's just it's it's just everyone's it's just a great environment to be around. And so that's why you've probably seen our team is doing really well. And so credit to LA team, um, as well as our, as well as Mana, because Mana's put a lot of training into us. And so every day we're coming back and we're training. He's he's asking him what's what's going on in the doors, and then we'll kind of just coach, role play, and then just learn from each other. So that's just a, a schedule. Come back at night after knocking, we'll go over numbers and then kind of just go over coaching stuff and see what we can do to get better on the doors. Dude, that's awesome. So you're getting up at the same time every day. You go for a run, is that what you said? Yeah. And then after the run, you come back and do some scripture study or some sort of studying spirituality stuff? Oh, sorry, let me, uh... sorry, can you repeat that again? Yeah, I was, just, I was just making sure that I heard your schedule right. You said you get up, you go on a run, then you come home and then you do some studying of like the scriptures or spiritual things, right? Yeah. And then you guys get on the door. What time are you get on the doors by? We, we try to get on by 10. By 10 a.m.? on the doors by 10 o'clock. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm not perfect. I think sometimes we'll, we'll get on a little bit later. Yeah. But most part, try to get on at 10. So you try and get on at 10, and then you work from 10 to what, usually? 10 to 1. 10 to 1. From 1, we're taking a break, yeah. And then from 1 to and then one to what time are you taking a break, and when are you getting back on the doors? So about one, sometimes we'll go to just one thirty, if not two, and then for sure at two o'clock we're getting on the doors till about five. Okay, awesome. So you're doing kind of two shifts of ten to one, that's three hours, and then essentially three two to five type of thing. Yeah. That's cool. Yep. So you're hitting if you hit six hours a day, on a typical day, how many bills are you pulling? How many sets are you having? On an average day about three. About three a day. Solid one. Three solid yeah. bills. Yeah. I'm curious, so far up to this point, what have you learned about quality over quantity? Um, I, you can just tell at the end when you set the appointment. Um, you can tell, right, like if it's going to be not a sit or if it is a sit. I just, I just, I know I kind of have a feel for it right now. Um, if they're really, I think it's just if they're really looking to save money. And so, of course, they know it's solar, and then I know it's going to be a solid sit, so I kind of just throw an alley to Justin or Mana. You know? Uh-huh. So do you tell your appointments, you tell them all it's solar? Yeah, they all know they qualify for solar. 
Awesome. For so sure. they're expecting to get a solar quote when, they, when you come back. Yeah, I, I tell them, I mean, a lot of them have high bills, so they, they know that they're qualifying for solar. So it's not like a surprise, you know. Have you noticed that like the more you talk about solar, the, the more effective you are or like the, the stronger your bills are? Yeah, and I don't bring it up too much, you know, it's just like, you know, solar, 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 but I bring it enough and then kind of just fill their interest out, you know, and kind of know what, what they think about solar and, and stuff. And so I, I just feel like I have a pretty good um, feel for it now. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's super cool. So now you kind of know your sweet spot of like how much to tell them what to talk about for it to be solid, but not give away all the tricks, right? Yeah. I think, I think sometimes setters, they give away too much information, and then sometimes they don't give enough information to make it solid. There really is kind of that fine line that you're walking where you're trying to figure out, like, all right, is this too much? Is it not enough? Type of thing. Yeah. And I think the biggest one for me, I always build a lot of rapport, even though I'm setting. Like, I get to know the customers really good. I always like to make them laugh. So <laughs> if, I can get them, if I can get them laughing, saying some jokes and stuff, and then open up, uh, I know it's going to be a sit. So are you pretty chill on the doors? Are you pretty laid back? Like, what's your pitch like? Yeah, I mean, I'll go through it exactly like Brandon's, but as soon as I get to the meter, like my office, you know, I try to get them to open up. So, or walk into the meter. Um, and walking to the meter, that's why I'll start asking them questions. Um, I'll look at things like if they have, like, an L.A. sticker on their car, Laker, Lakers sticker, something like that. Ask them about their family. Um, just to get them to open up, and then after that, you know, I'll just I'll try to throw in some jokes. I don't know where I get them from. I don't know if they're that funny, but but you try. You know, I just thought, yeah, if I can get them laughing and just open them up, I know it'll it'll be a pretty quality sit. So when you knock on the door, you're more all business, and then as it goes through, like ads are getting off to the meter, or talking about the meter, getting them out of the house, or whatever you're doing, then you're like, all right, let's talk about some jokes now. Like it's be a little bit more personable now that they're out of their house, guards down a little bit. Yeah, <clears throat> that's really cool, man. That's a good approach, and it's interesting. I like something you said today. I was actually on the phone with a setter this morning on a, like a little one-on-one -on -one with him, trying to help him out. And I was telling him, dude, it doesn't matter. You don't need to pull eight bills a day. Like if you pull three to four solid bills, you'll have success. Like you don't need to have a ton of bills. Like just focus on quality and like good appointments, and your numbers will show through. Have you kind of noticed that? Sometimes it's better to pull a little bit less maybe that are quality than more that are not good. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think I've seen that. I mean, some days I'll pull like maybe one or two, um, but I know they're, they're super solid. Yeah. And so, I mean, I'll get some bills that are, you know, some other bills that are really low or things like that. But, yeah, I've noticed that. Dude. So, I mean, according to my calculations, which, I mean, to tell you the truth, I'm not super good at math either. So, you and I in the same boat, but according to my calculations, dude, if you have if you've had 14 set closes and I talked to Mana just barely, they're all verified, they're all good. You've made about $21,000, give or take, on the averages, right? They could have been smaller, they could have been bigger, I don't know. And so you made about $21,000 in about 40 days, I think is about 35 to 40 days. But you haven't worked for 40 days because of weekends and days off and whatever else, right? So you probably worked about 25 days. So you're almost making a thousand bucks every day you work, which is kind of insane. Yeah, I mean, I guess I never did the math like that, but yeah. yeah every time you go to work, you make a thousand bucks. So if you're making a thousand bucks and you're knocking for six hours, 
you're making about $166 an hour. So every single hour you're out there knocking doors, you're making $166. Which is kind of cool, right? And that's just average numbers. You might have some cancels in there, you might have some bigger days, whatever, but that's just like the average numbers. Even if you set a buck fifty an hour, one hundred fifty bucks an hour is pretty cool, probably compared to your last job. Yeah, for sure, a lot more. So it's pretty cool. What was your last job, by the way? I was actually working with my cousin, and I was just an account manager for a, a PPE company. Nice, that's cool, man. Just doing some more book work type of stuff. Yeah, a lot of book work, a lot of waste time stuff, you know. Yeah, I get that, dude. So. I'm, yeah. I'm curious, what things are you doing now in your setting career that you weren't doing at the beginning that you wish you would have been doing? So if you, if you could go back in time for four to five weeks, whenever you got here, what would you have done from the beginning that you're doing now? Yeah, great question, by the way. Yeah, I just think I would have just mentioned solar a lot more. I would have brought it up um, and just and just learned how to fill them out where they are, what they think about solar, what their experiences was, because, um, of course, when everyone gets started, they'll pull a lot of bills and stuff, but then they'll go through a lot of no-sits, no, no-shows and things like that. So for sure, would have brought up solar a lot more. Nice. So you wish from the beginning you would have talked more about solar and not really wasted that first week or two of kind of crappier bills. Yeah. So when you do bring up solar, how and do people react good or bad or what's kind of their reaction usually? Um, it's about it's about fifty fifty. Some of them are bad. Once they hear solar, they're like, "Oh no, we're done." You know, kind of won't give me the time of day. Um, but if I do mention it, they're like, you know, okay, yeah, I haven't looked into it, or you know, I I heard what happened to my cousin, kind of like that. I'll just address the problem with solar, kind let them know, let them know that things have changed. It's a lot different now. Um, with that and I think at that point I've already built up enough rapport and trust and so they're like you know yeah okay I'll, I'll hear you guys out I'll listen to you totally it's like a little bit of like a feel felt found technique where you kind of say hey look I feel what you're saying I understand um, other people have felt that before they found that if you do this it works out if you talk to us you'll actually be surprised type of thing like you just kind of feel for them and talk them through it yeah that's really cool just the problem I think sometimes as solar reps and as um, Empower, CRE reps, Florida reps, whatever you want to say, it's really easy that when they say like a negative thing to kind of like go in your shell and not respond, right? Oh, for sure. To kind of just turn around and be like, yeah, you're right, dude, solar does suck, see ya, right? It gets easy just to take their opinion as your own opinion. But you need to remember that you have a different opinion. That's why you're doing this job because you believe in the product, right? That's what I've been preaching since day one is believe in the product and then everything else will follow, right? And so was it hard to do that at first to kind of resolve their objection and to, to take it head on or how'd you learn how to do that? Yeah, for sure. I think just, I, I really managed just to my team and Mana, they, they really put in a lot into me and just, man, I'm just always asking or we're just always going over training and stuff. And so just over time, I just, it, I know it's like filling off a bandaid. But I just as I kept doing it every day, it just felt more normal. So it's just you know just just practicing it and just trying it out, even though it's gonna hurt at first. Yeah. So you just did it. You just started going for it. You pulled the bandaid off. At first, it probably didn't go super smooth, but you just got better and better at it, right? Yeah. What are some things that you are 
doing that like your team does to help you guys get better? Like what are some exercises or activities your team does that maybe other setters can take to their team and ask them to do with them? Uh, the number one thing is, man, we're uh, this unity, man. Our team is so tight-knit. We're so close, man. And, and it's just a positive atmosphere, man, because when you're on the doors, you get a bunch of negative stuff, right? And it's to get home, man, and then everyone, just to know everyone's having a hard time. And then Mana puts us, you know, in these meetings and then, we kind of just work on our personal growth together. So it has nothing to do with the business side. Yeah. And so, man, just us expressing kind of the difficulties that we have, not even in the business, but like in our personal lives. And then kind of just, you know, everyone sharing that. And then we kind of what we do is, man, we just grow close to each other. And so uh, that's why that's why I think a lot of us are, are doing well, man, is because it's, it's not a business. It's not about the business. It's really about where we go, like how, 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 how we're building ourselves, our personal growth. And, um, and so Mana just, he has these, these, he does all these, these certain activities for us to get to know each other kind of just see where our personal growth is at. And I think that's, that's why a lot of us are, are, you know, are, are somewhat successful. So, um, yeah, that's, out to LA. that's cool, then <laughs> That's freaking awesome. I think a lot of teams can learn from that. I think a lot of setters on this call should know that if you're being negative, or if your car group's negative, or if the guys you're working with are negative, then it's not going to help anybody, right? Yeah. And so it's something that we've really got to eradicate out of the company, that if, it, if there is negativity, we don't want you here. And because you're going to bring down your fellow employees, right, your coworkers around you that are all trying to have the same goal to make some money and to better themselves. Do you do, um, in the, so in the evening times, your whole team kind of meets together? Uh, sorry, can you repeat that again? It's kind of freaking out. No, you're good. In the evening times, like in the night time, does your whole team meet every night? Yeah, most nights we, we always meet. And you guys just talk about the day and what happened and the problems and the concerns, the good things, the bad things, everything? Yeah, we'll look at um, how we did today and then compare how we did, how we did better than yesterday. Yeah. And then, yep, we'll go over concerns, things like that. And then, um, yeah, that's it. That's cool, man. What kind of uh, goals do you have for March? I mean, February is a really big month for you. What what kind of yeah. goals for March? Well, for sure, I want to start. You know, I'm getting uh, start transitioning to, to sub gen. Nice. Start selling. Um, for sure, I just want to make sure that my, my set is solid. Um, so that's that's my next big thing, and then uh, I want to be able to just start closing my own accounts, and then for sure get around maybe seven or seven or eight close you know self gens yeah so that'll be nice dude that that's awesome i mean and if you had i think you had 13 in february and one in march because mono just closed one for you like today or yesterday and so to have 13 in february that you set close it's not going to be that hard to close eight of those yourself because obviously you have a great layup right you've got a great oop now you're just catching your own ball like yeah. you're good at that part so the next part should come a little bit easier for you it really should and so I want to open it up to some of these guys for some questions for you. They've kind of heard your schedule. They've heard a little bit about your team and your attitude. So, guys, what questions do we have for T-Rock? And how can we learn from this guy? You're mad, T. Boy, what's up, June? June. 
got he got stung by a stingray. Shout out, but he's still out. He's still out knocking. He's still out knocking. Hey Jake, Jake, this is Mana. Mana. So, T, it's it's good to see you on this call. I just want to ask T a question. Um, he's been in this area for about a whole week, and he's done really well on working this area. I just want to ask him, um, how do you work your area so well to where you can pull bills and stay in the area for like a whole week? That's a good question. That's a great question. Yeah, so the first one is that you won't give me a new area. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. No. But, uh, yeah, I just kind of just will kind of just kind of spot knock, you know, through the day. If cars are home, I'll go knock on those doors. Um, and then I'll probably, within a day, I'll probably work a full, maybe a whole street on both sides. So, I mean... And then I get to know a lot of people too. So I mean, like when I'm going to people's homes, like I'm name dropping a lot, and so that's really helped. Um, but like Mona said, I've been in the same area for about five days, and I just keep pulling, you know, more and more bills from the same areas. And so it's just cool. You just start mining it, really, right? You start going through all the homes, you start getting a feel, start name dropping and stuff, and so you kind of just find like the the gold nuggets Dude. in the neighborhoods. That's freaking sick. So you do a lot. So you've been in this area all week, and you do a lot of name dropping. You do a lot of like you go back to the same houses, same areas. Yeah, for sure. And then some neighbors will, will walk by, and I'll just be like, "Hey, Martin," and then they're like, "Oh, you know him?" And I was like, "Yeah, I already checked. I already helped him out. He has the meter, you know, kind of things totally. like that." Totally. So it, it definitely helps. Dude, I think there's a lot to learn from that. Is in your area, you're kind of the man, right? You own that area. I think that when yeah. you go into an area and you own that area, you know everything about the area, you know the streets that you're on, you know what's locally close to you. Like those type of things are gonna help you gain trust. And so kind of like a little plug for anybody that's on this call, if you wanna have pull more bills in your area, then you need to get to know your area. Right? Yeah. You need to understand what city yeah. you're in, where you live in that city, what county you're in. Um, you need to learn, you need to make sure you know the power company. You need to make sure you know the streets. When someone asks you, hey, where are you from? You don't say Utah, right? You say, they say, oh, I live right over there on West Bryan Street, right? Like whatever, whatever it is, you let them know that you are a local, you're familiar, you know the areas, stuff like that. I don't ever want to hear a setter say, hey, yo, yeah, I'm from North Dakota. Like, if that's where you grew up or whatever, you can tell them that. But make sure they know that you live in California, you are a local, you're there all the time, etc. Yeah, for sure. You just gotta, yeah, you gotta be one of the locals, so. That's awesome. Um, I want to open up to see if there's any other questions. That was a great question from Mana. I didn't even think about that, of how to manage your area. One thing I want to ask you about, actually, before maybe they do is, do you have a lot of go-backs? And if someone says, hey, come back later, what do you do? I usually will never um, go to follow-ups. Follow I mean, I've, I probably have, and the whole time I've been knocking, I probably only had two follow-ups where they've had the bill ready. Wow. And so, I mean, I, for me, yeah, I, I just don't want to waste my time. I mean, it, it could be, but I just know there's o there's other people out there that are, that are really looking to save money, right? And so I kind of just give them a card and be like, hey, all right, you know, this Give me a call whenever if you guys find your bill, and then I'm just moving on because I know there's more people out there that, that need help. Wow, so you don't really go back to people. Like, if they don't give you the bill step the first time you go there, you're not going back. Yeah, for the most part, I'm, I'm 
think I just I've had a lot of experiences already where I've gone to follow ups, and then most of them they never had the bill. So if if I can't get the bill there, um, I'm most likely not going to go go back for follow up. Interesting. That's a really. I actually think I kind of like that. Um, I think that setting a lot of setters get hung up in this job of just chasing around follow ups. Yeah. They walk past so many doors that are very, very good candidates to go back to that one old lady that said her husband will be home at 7. She goes home. They went out to dinner. They're not even home. Yeah. Right? I think that's a good idea. Yone, are you an escalator rep or an elevator rep? Sure, escalator. Wow. Looks like Mana's passing down the trainings, huh, Mana? <laughs> That's awesome. What does that mean? I taught that. I taught Mana that last year, and what does that mean? Like, what is it? Like, what is the difference between an escalator rep and an elevator rep? Yeah, elevator rep. Um, elevator rep. You're only your pipeline is very small, right? You, you throw like three or four people in the elevator, and then um, say they start going up, and then another person cancels. A couple people cancel, right? Then you have to go back down. You can only fit a certain amount of people. As our escalator, you know, you're just throwing constantly people in the pipeline right filling up someone gets off you know people are you're just you're just getting filling up your pipeline so that's why i always you always try to compare it to those, you know escalator rip yeah someone 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 counsels on us oh well man we're, we're helping more people out you know dude that is so cool i'm glad to want to taught you guys that i think that's a super powerful lesson that escalators are always moving right you always have people on every single stair of the escalator, and it's going up. An elevator, you can only load people on on a certain level. If they're on level two, but the elevator's on level one, nobody's getting on, right? Or if the elevator's on level five, no one's getting on level one because the elevator's up here. So what elevator reps do is they bank on that one amazing power bill, and then they don't work the rest of the week, right? Because they pulled that huge 12 kilowatt bill. The guy wanted solar. He was so stoked about it. And then Mana showed back up, but he wasn't even there. And you didn't work for three days previous because you thought that rep was gonna, that was going to close for sure. Yeah. How, is that a hard feeling? Have you been there before? Have you ever fallen into that trap? Yeah, I have. I've had. I just, I mean, of course, when I started, I was just banking. You just bank on a certain you know person because they're like, yeah, you know, I totally want this something like that and then they cancel after they you know after like a week or something and so um you know mana just taught me man you just gotta be constantly filling your pipeline like you know we're we have the opportunity to help people if they don't want it you know they don't want it you can't force them to get solar and so i just kind of always just built that mentality like um i can't just bake let people's choices affect my emotions and so that's that's where i've kind of been Dang, that's pretty cool to stay level-headed and to always be doing the escalator thing and always be putting people on day one, pulling new bills, filling the top of the funnel and not banking on those bills to go through sometimes. So yeah, yeah, sure. that's impressive, dude. That's super impressive. What other questions or maybe insights from any managers that we should ask on Big T-Rock? Why they got to be big? Dude, all right, that's, every poly's big, no, dude. Just kidding, that's Lil T Rock, Lil Rock. I'm just kidding, man. I'm just playing. Hey T Rock, I got one. This is Nesta. Yes, sir, man. 
so how do you deal with like people that come out standoffish? I know it's it's hard to believe that people would ever come out standoffish to you because you're like good looking and pretty funny. So yeah, how do you deal with people that like that? Yeah, man, Mana's always told me just to match match their energy. If I see a guy, he's coming out and he's like, hey, what do you want? Like, not that I'm saying I'm squaring up. I'm still kind of just facing. I'm just, I just match his energy. And I'm like, so, um, I don't know if that makes sense. Kind of mirror. Yeah, mirror the, mirror the customer. That's what I'm trying to say. Does, does that answer your question? Yeah, that's kind of how I look at it, too. I try to match the vibe. Yeah, you'd be surprised. It's mostly the old white ladies that are getting at me, man. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I don't know if it's the same for you, but yeah. Dude, I think that's a really good tip is uh, if they if they come out swinging and intense, you've got to kind of be intense too. And yeah. if they come out really nice and sweet, then you should be nice and sweet. Like people like what they are, as weird as that is, right? Yeah. That's why Nesta talked to you because like, Polly's like Polly's, you know, just the way it goes. Like you, you like who you are, you like you like people that are similar to you, and so when they come out of the door, if they're really big and tough, and you're big and tough, they'll think you're cool. But if you're not big and tough, and they're big and tough, they're like, oh, this guy's not cool. He's not like me, because whatever you are is cool in everyone's eyes. Right? You're the you're the cool yeah. one. They're the weird ones. And so if they're similar to you, then you're both cool, and you'll have like a little bit of a like of a conversation more or less happen so that was a good question and i think every setter has that question and could work on that sorry yeah great question man what other questions do we have hey this is karsten yo, yo what's up karsten hey yeah um i was just wondering what how do you deal with like on the your area has been docked by like other companies and people are saying people Someone's already been here to check the meter. Like, what do you do in that situation? Um, I just kind of just told just why I'm different. Um, to be honest, I've had people in my neighborhood, and they actually kind of told me to stop um, in my very first area, but I kind of just brushed it off, and I went to the house. He actually just was, was trying to knock, so kind of cut him off. Um, but I don't know. To be honest, I, I don't know. I haven't really had a big problem with that. Um I guess I kind of would just go, I mean, we're not there to sell anything. We just see what they qualify for. But, um, yeah, it's a great question. I don't know if that the answer is. I don't know if there's anyone else that probably can that answer that question a lot better. Sorry, Karsten. Dude, that's a good question. I, I think that's a valid question. So the question was, Karsten, how do you, when someone's, when a homeowner says you've already been here or someone already has done it, what do you do? Is that your question? Yeah. Any other setter on this call have an answer, and I'll give an answer after as well. Any other setter or manager that wants to pipe in, answer that. We got one right here. All right, we got an answer. Hey, hey guys, so I'm actually in the car with T-Rock right now. This is Joseph. Can you repeat the question again, actually? Yeah, so, uh, like, when I've, been, I've had times where, like, people answer the door and, like, I ask, I need to check the meter or whatever, and they go, like, um, yeah, no, it's actually, I've already had, like, someone last month come by and check it, like, can you guys already do that, like, can you already have that information or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's something, especially here in California, Southern California, we get a lot of. I mean, we've had 
how many times have we been in an area where we're actually seeing solar guys or whatever out here? Um, I think the best, your best bet with that and what's helped me is just kind of distinguish what makes us a little bit different. And I think that's the fact that we're not actually selling anything, right? At the end of the day, these homeowners have been knocked by solar guys probably three or four times in the last month or what have you. But we're, we're different and we're not actually selling anything. And it feels good to actually be able to say that and know that we aren't actually selling anything, right? Um, what distinguish us, distinguishes us uh, that's a little bit different than a typical solar guy is, hey, look, at the end of the day, I'm just a numbers guy. I'm just looking to see that graph. And that graph will actually determine if you guys qualify. Um, and I think it's just going back to sticking with the, the, the script that I think a lot of us learn from is Brandon's script, where it's very, very just, you know, down to the, to the basics of it. This is what I'm here to do. This is what I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I know. I, I know maybe a solar company came and checked your meter, but at the end of the day, we're just doing this, this and that, and then sticking to that. And then at the end, like T-Rock said, is, is when you actually get to throw in solar. Um, and then it feels a lot more comfortable for yourself and the customer um, at that point. They're going to have their objections at the very end after you've already smoothed everything out and set the appointment. So I think it's just um, distinguishing yourself from other solar companies and realizing, hey, you're not actually there to sell solar. You're just there working with the state programs that are there to benefit the homeowner. Awesome. Appreciate it. Dude, that was yeah, a great problem. answer. By the way, what's your name again, bro? Joe, right there. Another top hitter, man. What's his name again? Joe. That's yeah, Joe. Joe. Okay, what's your last name? Williams. Williams. That's what I figured. Joe Williams. I see you on the leaderboards, dude. You were in the top three in February. Yo, yes, sir. That's my boy. That's my boy right there. That's awesome, dude. Good for you. Um, That's a great answer. And Carson, to kind of echo that, what Joe said is, in my opinion, Every single person in California or Florida or wherever the, it makes sense wants to go solar. They just don't understand it. They just truly don't trust someone enough to listen to them, and they don't understand it. I think that's where rapport is going to come in big time. <clears throat> you need to put your, make yourself different than every other solar guy. And the way you make yourself different is obviously the uniforms are a great step, and then also the fact that we can offer a lot more programs than the typical company helps. And then if you just act different, the typical solar guy is a sketchy, kind of weird dude, right? And you don't want to come off sketchy, weird, sus, whatever you want to say at all. You want to come off super straight up, super honest, super ethical, be clean cut, stuff like that. And that'll kind of separate you from the pack as well. Awesome. What other questions do we have for any setter? And guys, if you're a setter and you have a question, Feel free to ask it, and even if T-Rock can't answer it, someone else can, even though I'm pretty sure T-Rock will be able to. I have, a, I have a quick question. That's cool. Go for it, Alan. Yeah, so, um, since you were talking about follow-ups, right? Um, so what do you do? Do you just, like, never go back to the house, you know? Like, because a lot of times I would get, like, uh, follow-ups saying, like, oh, you know what, like, my husband or like my my niece or my sister whoever takes care of the bills and they're usually home like uh, uh around this time um do you so you never like go back or what do you tell them um because i mean because there, there could be a, a possibility that i mean you could pull the bill you know if you actually go back because the person that takes care of the bills it's at that time that they told you um 
I guess sometimes you can you can make a difference between knowing if it's just a smoke smoke screen or if they're actually like you know saying saying the truth. Um, so so yeah, do you just like never go back or like what do you tell them or like cause like I said, there could be a possibility that you could get a bill if you come back later, right? But I don't know. Yeah, and for sure, and I actually have two of my closest were ones where I went back and bought the bill. Um, but for the most part, I, you can fill, right? I mean, at least for me, if, it, if, if you go back and you're getting bills and stuff, that's, I mean, if it works for you, that's great, man. Um, but yeah, I could just feel like if they're like, yeah, you know, maybe the possibility. Um, but just for me, my mindset is just like, all right, if they're, if they're not there, um, I just know I'm going to find somebody else right now on the street. I'm not going to wait till like five or six o'clock, um, especially right now because it gets dark then. And so. Um, I just, I'm trying to get a, a bill as fast as I can or find someone as fast as I can. And so that's, that's more of my mindset of why that's kind of just what Mana has been teaching me. Um, but if, if you've been finding success, man, going back to those people, man, you know, by means, man, keep, keep it, keep to it. Um, I don't, does that answer your question, Alan? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, for sure. I guess, uh, no, yeah, it definitely does. Um, so you just... You just tell them like, oh, all right, yeah, like I'll come back in our time and then just leave her. Well, I just I just tell them like, yeah, you know what? If I'm finished, I have to get out, get around to all your neighbors and finish helping them out. Um, if I have time, I'll stop by around that time. Okay. Right. And so they know that I may or may not, you know, instead of just leaving it like, oh, okay, th- thanks, I'll see you later, kind of thing. You know right. what I mean? Gotcha. All right. Yeah. Yeah. But good question, man. Keep tearing it up, bro. Thank you. Um, I actually like that question a lot, and I, cause I think that follow-ups are, are something that all setters have a question about or question on. And follow-ups are really, they can be, they can help you and they can kill you. Right? They're like a very controversial topic because I've literally talked to setters like, yeah, all day I went to four follow-ups, didn't pull any of their bills, didn't, didn't knock any doors. And that's horrible. I've also talked to setters that are like, yeah, I had a follow-up or two at the end of the night, and I caught both bills, and I added two more in my day, right? So, guys, my advice to you about follow-ups is this. If you're going to do them, put them in your schedule at the very end of your shift. And don't let yourself leave until you say, like, you're going to knock till 5, no matter what, in T-Rock's example. He's knocking till 5, no matter what. If you want to do a follow-up, it needs to be after the time you said that you were going to stop knocking. You can't, it's so easy to be 4.30, 4.15, like, you know what, I'm going to use the next 45 minutes for follow-ups. Don't do that. If you're going to do a follow-up, tell that person you're going to be there after dark. And tell them, hey, if it looks a little bit sketchy or weird, it's just me coming back. It's going to be dark outside, but that's the only time you should do a follow-up is when it's so dark or you can't see and there's not really anything else you could be doing with your time anyways besides going home and hanging out. So you might as well do some follow-ups there. I don't think follow-ups during the daytime or daylight are worth it. I think at nighttime it could definitely be worth it, and it's not going to hurt. So, hopefully that was some advice that Alan or T-Rock or somebody can use. Thanks, Ted. Yeah. Any other questions for T-Rock? These have been good questions. I want to try and keep this call to an hour. And so we're doing pretty good right now. It's about 1.48 or 4.48, wherever you guys are at. So 
Kind of some lasting questions for you, T-Rock. What is your schedule like for the rest of the year? What's your plans? How long are you gonna be selling solar with us for? Like, talk to me about your next, like your five-year plan right now. Yeah, so I plan on being just a numbers guy for a good couple of years. Okay, so you got at least a couple more years <laughs> yeah, so with I, us. What was that? I said you have a couple more years with us at least. Yeah, for sure. As long as uh, wherever Mana goes, you know, I'll follow. So. That's awesome, dude. Are you, so do you want, like, after this job, what do you want to do with your life? Yeah, for sure. I want to I wanna create some, some kind of, you know, residual still. I want to start a, a business with my wife. She's a, she's an editor, a photographer, so I kind of want to just put into, invest into that, start an editing business with her, um, and then just have as many kids as I can. Dude, <laughs> typical Polynesian, bro. Have as many kids as you can. Yeah. Always, you know, dude. You know Come from a family of 15. So your last name is Finau, right? Yep. Is that, are you related to Mr. Tony Finau? Tony. Ever heard of him? <laughs> yeah, I'm just playing. That's like, that's my, uh, that's my cousin, yeah. That's your cousin. That's my cousin. So you're, yeah. you've seen Tony Finau pretty close, and, I'm, and obviously you guys know each other, and you guys both come from families of 12 probably or 15 or whatever. And so, yeah. from your family and from like your culture and your roots, things like that, and looking at Tony and his work ethic, but also you, you played college football, right? So you've been in some situations. Yeah. Like, what have you learned from your life growing up that's really helped you in this job that maybe people can look at back into their life and kind of find some cookies to pull out or some things that are going to help them? Yeah, for uh, at least for my family, um, I think one of the big things I just – um, just seeing my parents and my grandparents, you know, they, they came from the islands. They're not from the U.S. And so just seeing them, man, um, it lights me up every day, man, because my grandpa just worked. He just only, the only thing he knew how to, what to do was work with his hands and the same with my dad. And so they're still working. Um, at least my dad's still working to this day, not for long. Um, and so just seeing that, man, I just know I want to create a better life for, for me and my family and my friends and stuff like that so that's what that's what lights me up every day man that's what keeps me going because i just want to be able to give it back you know to my, my my family my parents most especially so i just just seeing that man that's that's why i work so that's why i work so hard because i know i have a lot of people that are, that are counting on me especially my wife just to make things happen um my team the team here at la you know i love these boys man i love these guys all these guys um i just i just think i don't know why i i can't just afford just to take a day off. I just I feel like I have a lot on my plate, which is a good thing, at least for me, you know, it, it pressures me just to be a better person and, and just to grow, man, grind, get things done. So I hope that answers your question, man. No, that was a great answer. I was just curious what keeps you going and where your roots are from and stuff like that. So I think that's a super strong why, and I think that's really helping you every single day out there. And I would challenge every setter or every person to figure out what your why is. Like, why do you do the things you do? Why do you say the things you say? And like, why are your actions, are your actions aligned with what you say? I think everyone in life, myself included, you go through times when you are aligned with what you're saying, and then sometimes you say things and do another. And like, true happiness comes from saying something and doing it, then saying it and doing it, right? That's what like, you feel good about yourself. And I think you're doing a great job. Like, T-Rock, when you came in the office, you were telling me you're gonna work hard this year and do big things, and you are. So super proud of you, dude. Super grateful for you and appreciate you jumping on the call. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate you having me on. All right.
Well, guys, I think we're going to wrap up there. If you guys need anything from T-Rock, feel free to reach out to him. He's always available. He never works. Got tons of time on his schedule, right? Sure. So if you guys need him, reach out to him and ask him questions. But it's been awesome. We'll be on here next week with another success call. Okay. All That's right. Good. Thanks. Thanks, Jake. Thanks. Good shit, boy. Love you, Jake. Yeah, go Let's go. For once in a lifetime, you need to never stop improving. The constant focus on individual growth. How will you be financially free? Welcome to the Empower Podcast.